C is for compartmentalize. So what's not working is in this area. It doesn't mean my whole life isn't working. Mm -hmm. It just means this area. The P stands for pause. And the way we pause is we set our alarms to go off every three to four hours. Mm -hmm. When the alarm goes off, we stop mm -hmm. and we really take a deep breath. And the R stands for reflect. Mm -hmm. So go back over those past three and four, three or four hours and ask yourself, what made me smile? Something simple. Hello, and thank you for joining our podcast, Hope to Recharge, a show that is designed to bring hope, inspiration, motivation, and some practical tips to those that are battling depression and anxiety, and to those that are supporting loved ones that are going through the journey in this difficult time of depression and anxiety. I'm here to tell you, you are not alone, and we will live beyond depression and anxiety. We will share our stories one story at a time in a world of mental health together is better. I'm your host, Matana. Thank you for tuning in. Hello and welcome to Hope to Recharge, Attitude with Gratitude. It's Thursday, Attitude with Gratitude. And I look forward to Attitude with Gratitude every week because it gets my energy going, even though I practice gratitude every single day, a couple of times a day. But when I, I record this episode, it gives me more inspiration and a desire to do more. And one of the things that I love about podcasting that one of my mentors in podcast <coughs> taught me, she, Heather said to me, Heather, the one, the one and only Heather said to me, you will see that you're going to plan and then the, the podcasting journey will take its turn. And different people from the, around the globe will try to contact you in order to be a part of this amazing journey. And you're going to learn so much from them. And one of the amazing people that reached out to me because of the podcast, Vismaya, not Miss Maya, Vismaya with a V as in victory. Um, she is the founder of this incredible organization called Living in Gratitude Today. Living in Gratitude Today. And she reached out to me and she says, I think that we're on the same journey. We, 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 we can connect, we can talk about so much. And we spoke so many times and I'm like, you got to come on my gratitude. So thank you. Thank you for joining me, Miss Vis Vaya, Maya. Miss <laughs> Maya, it's such a tongue twister. Miss Maya, thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for, for asking. Thank you. And I want to give a little bit of a background on your journey to gratitude because the journey to gratitude is always um, with a little bit of a history before and because we don't, grow, we don't wake up in the morning uh, when we're like three or four years old and we say, hey, let's be grateful today. There's always a story before we come face to face with gratitude. So what is your story? My mother is bipolar and um, I really believe that my entire life I... I always thought that I was lucky because I had these really amazing experiences. I was, my parents got divorced when I was three, but I always had really amazing things happen. My mother, you know, found ways to send me to summer camp and I went to a private school and I had really, I had a great childhood. So I always thought that that was luck. But then as I got older and I understood what gratitude was, I really believe now that I was practicing gratitude at a young age and not realizing it. Wow. So maybe you did wake up when you weren't born and said, I need to practice gratitude. What do you think it is? I don't know if it was something that I was, that it was innate. I think it was innate, but I think that 
it was a coping mechanism, perhaps. I really never thought too deeply about it. Um, Mm. I was talking with one of my coaches and she says, you know, when you thought you were lucky, you were practicing gratitude. And then I started to think about that a little bit. And I think she's right because there were, you know, it it was at times tumultuous with my mother and at times it was just amazing. So I think I was always able to find the good, delicious moments in the middle of, of the storm. Did you know she had bipolar growing up? I found that out when I was 13, right before my bat mitzvah. (laughs) Wow. Did she tell you? She was diagnosed. Did she come to terms with the fact that she has bipolar or she was avoiding the reality? Back then, I think there was, she, she was dealing with a doctor, but I don't think they had enough information and I don't think the medication was the proper medication for for her. I don't think they had a the proper cocktail, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was not it was it was not easy. It was very challenging. Now her medicine is on point. She knows, you know, she tells the nurse that she's living in an assisted living and she'll say, Hey, wait a minute, you missed a pill. It's time for my medicine. So she's on it and uh-huh. she's much more stable. She still has a little bit of ups and downs, but she's much more stable. Wow. Are you a single child? For my mother, yes. With my father, he was remarried and I have two brothers. Okay. So with your mother, you were the, probably her only t- caretaker when she was going through her episodes. We had my grandmother and um, yeah. So now it's now I am the only one there. So at times it's challenging because she depends a lot on me. Wow. So gratitude gave you a place to go to when you were hurting? Was it a safe haven? What was it? I think it was more that people wanted to feel sorry for me or pity me. And I just was not having that. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, you had to go through that. And somebody recently was saying that to me and I was like, whoa, don't go there with. Mm -hmm. And I think that was always the, and maybe it was pride. Like, don't feel bad for me. Don't pity me. And then, you know, I was, I, I could say, well, look at all these great things that are happening or, but um, I don't, I didn't want the pity and that's what was coming. I, I felt like people, I know that they meant to be compassionate, right. but it didn't feel that way. It felt like it was, oh, I'm so sorry. You have to deal with this kind of thing. And you went to gratitude. You're like, but look, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm working. I'm eating. I'm walking, whatever it was, you found that inspirational moment to be grateful for. Right. And again, I didn't attribute it to that. I was just, don't, you know, don't pity me. Look at this. So yeah. And And we didn't know this is where the conversation was going to go today. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. I just wanted a little bit of a background. And so how did you start? What made you start this living in gratitude today? I like the word today because it's about the now. Right. Exactly. So on 11-11-11, I went to a women's workshop and there was a young girl who says, oh, I keep a little box by my bed and I put down you know, my wishes and my worries and things that I want. And I had done some fall cleaning that day and I found some little boxes because I've traveled all over the world. And I didn't think anything of it because the boxes were very tiny. I put the, I put the idea out of my mind. A couple of days later, one of my girlfriends calls and she says, you know, I'm having such a bad day at work. And she was, you know, complaining a little bit. And then all of a sudden I said, well, if you had a gratitude bag, you wouldn't be complaining. And that was where the whole idea started. So I, I make these little gratitude bags. They're small pouches. They have 36 cards. And the idea is, you write down what you're grateful for. You write down your favorite quote or an affirmation and you carry that bag with you. And even when you just see it or touch it, it reminds you, you know, if, if you're in South Florida, you know what I-95 traffic is like. So you see your bag and you're like, okay, reminder, take a deep breath. 
So it it serves as like a mini gratitude journal that you take with you. And that was where it all started. (laughs) And then what, what's the platform do now besides selling um, the pouches? I have a, a whole line of gratitude gear, but that's just part of it. Really, there's a movement and it's an online movement. And the idea is that if we, I, I send out an email each week, a video email. And the idea is like with this information, we start the week off on the right foot. So each Monday you are given a little message with an activity so that you're able to really tap into what works in your life and what doesn't. And I think it's really powerful that the more we tap into how to shift the things that are not working, the more things we have to be grateful for. So sometimes they're fun activities for people to do. Sometimes it's a little bit of soul searching. Um, It depends on the week. And really it depends on where I'm at because the more I learn and the more, the bigger the movement grows, the more I also have to bring to the table. Mm. So it's been very powerful, not just for the people in the community, but for me as well, because right. what I learn, I teach. What I teach, I learn. So, right. right. So you're part of the movement as a student as well. Absolutely. Wow. I feel like we're, we all are in whatever we're doing. Was it you? Th- I think I said it to you also, the, the book Gratitude Works, right? Was it you that I spoke to about? We were talking about a different book today. I don't remember, okay, but I'll but look I, at it. <laughs> so I was saying that the author said as much as he, he learned. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Dr. Uh, Emmons. Right. Dr. Emmons said that as much as he actually learns all about it and researches it, he's also constantly practicing it to get better and better. And it doesn't mean just because you, you know the tricks that you're actually, you're, you're free sailing with it. I absolutely, one of the quotes that I read in his other book was, gratitude is not for the intellectually lethargic. It is a difficult state to create and maintain. And for me, that was like bells went off when I read that. So true. I took a deep breath and I was like, finally, somebody understands me. Right. That's so true. You mentioned a term, gratitude CPR. Yes. What is that? Tell me about that a little bit. Some, you know, life happens. Life, just because you practice gratitude doesn't mean everything is smooth sailing. So when you're in a frenzy or when you're in something is, is going on or there's a challenge, I think what happens is that people sometimes, first of all, we want to push it aside and ignore it, which is problem number one. Mm-hmm. So gratitude CPR, you know, CPR brings you back to life, as does the practice of gratitude. When you have this moment that causing chaos in your life, it's important to the C stands for compartmentalize, like really allow yourself to see that this is just one aspect of my life. It's not everything. It's like the person who stubs their toe and says, oh my God, the whole day is ruined. Well, you woke up, you stubbed your toe. That's all it is. So really compartmentalize what's going on and what's not, what's causing the the challenge. And then the P stands for pause. And when I say pause, you know, we all have cell phones. We all have the devices that we carry around with us all the time. So set your alarm to go off every three to four hours. And when the alarm goes off, pause, take a deep breath and literally pause, like allow yourself to breathe. (sighs) And then the R stands for reflect. And that's ask yourself the question, did anything happen in the last four hours that made me smile, that made me feel good? Did I see something? Did I do something nice for somebody? Did somebody do something nice for me? Did something make me laugh? Um, Whatever it is, and it can be something so small. Maybe I went to the ocean 
and I saw the waves or I'm walking in the park and this crazy bird was sticking his head in the ground, picking out the bugs or whatever it is, give yourself permission to reflect. And, and I think the most important part to remember also is let's say in those three to four hours, you didn't find anything, you can't find anything, you're still in the space, give yourself permission to say that's okay. Because then three to four hours later, you're going to repeat that process. So it's about being gentle with yourself also. Wow, CPR. So repeat. C is for compartmentalize. So what's not working is in this area. It doesn't mean my whole life isn't working. Mm -hmm. It just means this area. The P stands for pause. And the way we pause is we set our alarms to go off every three to four hours. Mm -hmm. When the alarm goes off, we stop Mm -hmm. and we really take a deep breath. And the R stands for reflect. Mm-hmm. So go back over those past three and four, three or four hours and ask yourself, what made me smile? Something simple. What made me feel good? What brought me pleasure? What did I do for somebody? What did I do for myself? And then write it down. That's mm-hmm. the power is write it down. Write it down that we can go back and look when things are very, very bad. We can go back and look and remind ourselves of the gratitude that did happen that we forget about. Yes. We really forget about it. It could be even things that happened two days ago that we don't remember. Even yesterday, things, yes. small things that made us smile, giggle, feel good. And, and we're like, oh, right, that happened. So writing it down is, is very big. So when do you use the CPR? Only when you're depleted or do you incorporate it every single day into your routine? I think I, I have trained my brain at this point to constantly find things to be grateful for. And I usually write them down in the morning. So I'll write down everything that happens today. I'll write it down tomorrow morning in my gratitude journal. So I would say use that, especially if you're going through something, if you're not feeling so great, if you're kind of in a frenzy, remind yourself gratitude to CPR, gratitude to CPR. And it gives you a little tool that you can use right then and there to actually pull yourself out to create a moment of gratitude to give yourself a tool that you can use to bring you to the next space you know it's some do something for yourself that will bring you pleasure and that's the purpose of it did you ever have an episode in your life that you thought it was like okay i can't do it anymore and then gratitude literally shifted everything and you pulled positive energy into it to and it completely went a different route just because you invited gratitude into the episode so interesting you ask that because in 2013 when i started really this whole process it started in 2011 but i kind of sat on it for a while so on Valentine's Day, 2013, my dad had part of his lung removed. Two days later, my cousin called me and told me that her husband had a car accident and he was killed. Three weeks later, my mother was in a hospital. She had a stroke. Three weeks after that, my aunt went into the hospital and we knew that she wasn't coming out. Throughout this entire time, and I didn't, I don't know if I did it consciously or if, if divine intervention was there because every time something happened, the sadness was still there. The hurt was still there. The frustration was still there. But I kept finding these things to look up and go, thank you, God, I got it. A moment of gratitude, a moment of gratitude. I was able to take off work to go to my cousin's funeral. I was able to be of service to my cousin when I got there and sweep the floor so that when people came, the house was clean. I made conversa- I made the phone calls that she didn't want people to make. Same thing for my aunt. You know, I was able to be there for my uncle who had Parkinson's and really, you know, say to him, go home, let me stay at the hospital so you can get a night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And although those are not necessarily the most pleasurable things, I kept seeing them as this, this space where I get to be of service to my family. 
Mm-hmm. And that made me feel good. And that was for me something to be really grateful for. Right. Giving, doing gives us the moment of being grateful. You know, there's one more thing I'd like to share on that. My aunt, when she was in the hospital, so it was my uncle that was there, her daughter-in-law, her son was there, and I was in the room as well. And she says, I need everybody to leave for a minute. And mm-hmm. We all get up, we leave the hospital room. And she says, stay for a minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she asked me to help her with her bedpan. And I was like, why didn't she ask her daughter-in-law? So I'm there with her and I'm helping her with the bedpan. And I get in my car to go back home that night and tears just started to pour. I mean, it it just, I started to like ugly sob. Mm -hmm. And what I realized at that moment was my aunt said to me, I trust you. Mm. And for me, that was the biggest gift because nobody wants to to clean a bedpan or to, you know, that's not, that's not my thing to do, but being able, her asking me that was such a gift for me. It still brings tears to my eyes when I talk about it. It's amazing. And I think that by you being involved so intensely with the gratitude, it, it gives you the moments to realize that these these moments of service are really a gift, not not a strain. You see Absolutely. it as a clear gift versus a task, a to-do list, which is amazing. Because if we go through the day, and uh, I think Sarah Blakely says this, she says when she she tries to change her task list into instead of I got to do, I get to do. So I get to go to the grocery store, I get to drive my kids to school, I get to work out. So taking all those things that she doesn't like innately want to do, turn it into I get to, I have the privilege, I can walk, I can drive, I have a car, I have children, I have money to pay school, I all these things that she Thank you gets for that reminder. <laughs> she gets to do, but that's what you're doing. When you had these moments of service as a gratitude, you turn these moments of service into I get instead of, oh no, I need to. Yeah, you know, fa- well, first of all, family is very important to me. Um, there are still things that I, I'm glad that you said that because that's a reminder for me also. There are certain things that I still don't want to do, but now I get to, you know, shifting them and saying I get to is also very powerful. So thank you for that reminder. Um, being of service is very important to me. I, that's one of the things I loved about being a teacher for 20 years is that I was always of service to my students. I always was there to impact them in a positive way and make a difference for them. That was what I lived for. Right. So now doing it, I get to do it in a different way. Mm. Did you write a book? I have a gratitude journal. I've written chapters in many books. One is coming out very soon, but I did write a gratitude journal and that was that was a, a, an art of love. That was really during a challenging time for me when I was putting it together. My uncle had Parkinson's and I was his caregiver. Wow. It was really practicing what I preach because there were days I would wake up and I said, today is going to be a magical day. And then some, the little voice in my head goes, who are you kidding? Like, do you see this guy here? He's, he's miserable. He's complaining. And I said, you're here because you're creating a moment of gratitude for him. Even if it's one thing today, I did did put together. I did. It's on my website, livingingratitudetoday.com. It's a a 52-week journal. It doesn't have dates in it. So you can buy it today and pick it up and use it. And then let's say you're going through something and you don't use it for a few days, you don't feel bad about it. You just Mm. pick it up again and keep going. Mm -hmm. How do people connect to your movement if they want to start being a part of your movement? So it's livingingratitudetoday.com forward slash join. Okay. So livingingratitudetoday is the website forward slash is if you want to join. And when if they join, they're going to be getting uh, once so, a week a reminder. 
and a booster. So they get two emails a week. One is the kind of initial, here's what we're doing this week. And then the midweek one is the booster, the reminder, where we have a private Facebook group. And it's the private Facebook group. People are still sending me the emails versus kind of like sharing in the group. So we're still working on that. Yeah. So it's been very interesting to see what, what's going on and how people are shifting their ways and really just experiencing life differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a different lifestyle with gratitude. But I love that today in your, it's very meaningful because it's, we have to be in the now today. Yes. And take today. And if tomorrow you don't, that's fine because after tomorrow will be another today. So do the today, the yes, now. Yes, absolutely. Wow. And I think it's important to remember, like, and I, and I will say this to people, just because I practice gratitude does not mean I don't get upset and frustrated and cry and scream and shout and get angry. I'm human, but I have a faster way of pulling myself back into a space of being grateful, remembering, being centered, remembering who I am. And I've trained my community to also believe that. So if I'm in a frenzy, my friends will say to me, Miss Maya, what are you getting all crazy for? Life works for you. The mm. universe always has your back. That's true. So it's, it's a way to pull, pull me back in. As a daughter of someone that, that suffered with mental illness, and as a person that practiced gratitude, what would you tell someone that's really struggling with mental illness and they having a hard time finding that moment of gratitude because everything is so black? What would, you, what would be the recommendation? The first thing is the CPR, because I think it's really important to give yourself to set those times up so that you're asking yourself every three to four hours, what made me smile? What made me laugh? What made me feel good. You're, you're telling your brain to keep looking for those things. So when you set, when you do the CPR, I think that's the first thing. And in between those things, I, you know, one thing I do is I have a gratitude calendar and I put out, it's free and people can look at it and there's action steps they, they can do every day to pull them out of, or to put them in a space of gratitude, but do something that makes you feel good. And even if that's just turn on the music, blast it mm-hmm. and move your body, mm-hmm. go outside and walk see a little bit of nature. The power is, and, and the truth is, is that you have to realize or, or you get to realize that you have the power. And sometimes it's taking that first step. So ask yourself, what makes me feel good and, and do it. Create it. If you can't see it, create it. Exactly. And, and sometimes when I'm in that space, I have to put everything down. I get up, I walk around the block, I come back home and I'm in a better space. I turn the music on and I dance. I move my body. Mm-hmm. I sing, I scream, whatever it is, but to do something to change your situation, either physically or mentally. Miss Maya, what does hope mean to you? That there's always a second chance, that there's always a do-over, that there's always a brighter side, that there's always another tomorrow. Mm. things will get better. And I think you could be the one that vouches for that, for someone that grew up with a mother that suffered through bipolar and you saw the waves go up and down. And I still do. Yeah, right. The roller coaster ride of living with someone that you love so dearly and is the closest person in the universe to you because she gave birth to you and and she's suffering and you see the, the, the beautiful side, but yet the so painful side of her existence. So I think that's beautiful. Thank you. You know, we go through it even now. We go through it one minute. We're in a great space and I'm, and I'm really practicing to just accept her exactly the way she is. Mm-hmm. 
and exactly the way she isn't. And then we're in a great space and then something happens and it's a, it's a constant, it's a practice. It's really a practice. And I, and I love her with all of my heart and soul. Some days I don't like her, but right. I love her all the time. Well, that's so important, by the way, to love you. You can love someone, but you don't need to like them always or not like what they're doing or their action or the way they make you feel or whatever it is, but you still love them. That's a very important reminder. Very important for all of us, for all of us. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us and thank you for that CPR. I'm definitely going to use that. And it's so appropriate because when you're depleted, when you're about to pass out, CPR is what you need. When you're, yes. when you're the last moment before death is CPR to revive. And, and it's a good reminder that gratitude really could be a CPR to our energy, to our soul, to our being, to the situation. So thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing with us. And good luck on your journey and creating this beautiful mo- movement. And I'm sure we're going to meet one day in person. Absolutely. And we'll practice gratitude together. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. And this is just the beginning for us because I can see us being lifelong <laughs> friends. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Definitely when I come to Florida, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, excellent. <laughs> anyway, have a wonderful day. Take Thank care you. Now. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. Please hit the subscribe button so you can hear further episodes. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave feedback and ratings below. Let us know if there's any topic that you would like to hear from us in the future. Bye till next time.